What is up, people? And welcome back to the Highline Podcast. Thank you so much for making us part of your day. And we're back with another preview show where we're looking forward to a very interesting Premier League weekend. They're always interesting these days. Yeah, I, like, I, I think, especially we're going into the Christmas period, so we have a game pretty much. There's a game week, there's something like six or seven, even eight game weeks in December or something ridiculous like that I saw on the Premier League tw- uh, Twitter today. No, it is. It is the Christmas period and Christmas means football for me. Absolutely. So we've... We've 10 unreal games to kind of get through today. <coughs> By the way, I am absolutely dying sick. Yeah, you've been you've so, been under the weather this week, this, I think. This, it was it was already started last week. So I was coughing on last podcast, but here I am coughing again. But anyways. It's not gonna hinder your picks, is it? You see, I'm already flying it, so it's probably not, you know. But I have the IQs in the back pocket if in case I need it. <laughs> so we're gonna start with one of the biggest games of the weekend on Saturday night, which is Newcastle at home to Manchester United. Do you see any way the away team get come out with anything there? Definitely. I think that's one of the most interesting games this Premier League season, I think. Because both yeah. teams both teams are completely riddled with injuries and they're both completely up and down this season. They've had big wins, they've had poor losses. Both and they're the, both bo- they're both looking to bounce back big time. Both of the most the injuries in the league. Yeah. And they both had horrible midweeks that would have crushed them. Who do you think is the better fit squad? Better fit squad. I I would make you could make an argument for Man United being the fitter squad purely based on and why I would fancy United this game is that start that starting eleven for Newcastle against PSG. Yeah, they played full ninety. Yeah, they did. So they have no rest, and that was ninety eight minutes of grueling under the cosh. Mbappe, Dembele, Kola Mouani, they yeah. were all going for them for 90 minutes. Yeah, and it was a really, really hard way to go for end that game as well for them all. Yeah, it was such a poor decision, I thought, from the referee, but that's that's the UEFA rulebook. Hmm. Uh, but it was, it, they probably deserved, didn't deserve to come out with the win, hmm. but the way they did lose the three points would be sickening. And Man United had another Champions League night with midweek where they also came out with a draw do you think the same that they didn't deserve to win? That goalkeeper, man. That what, what's goal your opinion keeper. on Onana right now? I really, I said it in our quarter year review that Onana, I thought he was a cert, complete safe bet. He was, he's been so, he was so good last season in the Champions League. He had, I think, the best save percentage in the Serie A. Yeah. And he had already played with Ten Hag. Ten Hag knew him. He suited the style of play Ten Hag is going for. Demanding. I thought he had all the attributes to be the perfect the perfect goalkeeper for Man United this season. And it's just he has had a mare. And yeah, he's what's unfortunate for him is he had actually started coming into it more. He had been performing really well in the league. He had some made some good saves. He wasn't make the mistakes seemed to have been cut out. His distribution was better. But he just, the Champions League, he seems to just be all over the place. It's ridiculous. And there's only, I think you can only give a player so many chances. And he has, he hasn't even single-handedly lost the Champions League for United. He's done it with both fucking hands. Yeah. It's an absolute disgrace the way he's playing in the Champions I, League. It's a weird one. 
I don't it's, think there's anything weird about it. He's just throwing the ball into the net. It's a yeah. It's I I, I go back to De Gea's first season, and early days Van der Sar as well. Both like I found new United number ones came in and they were very rarely perfect. Lot of lot of ironing out to do. Onana just for whatever reason looks when he even saves it, it looks. Awkward. It doesn't look convincing. It doesn't look convincing. It looks like the ball could go anywhere. Like that second goal that Galatasaray scored during the week is is it's a disgrace. I think the first one is on, on Onana. I think the second one is extremely on Onana. I don't think the third. I think no. I think the criticism for the third one is, was a bit. No, unjust. I think that was over the top because of just everything that happened previous. Yeah, but uh, the second one especially is so so bad. But, but do, what do you think the answer is for Ayrton Hag here? Like going into a huge, huge game this weekend against Newcastle St. James's Park, you know what that crowd are going to be like. They know what happened on Wednesday. Yeah. What's the What's the answer? He's got to keep persisting. Like at the end of the day, <coughs> the end of the day, it's his signing. Yeah. Ten Hag's not going to drop him. The only thing that could happen is Beinder comes in when Onana goes to the African Cup of Nations, mm. and Ten Hag has shown in the past that if a player comes in and plays well, he doesn't drop them. He keeps playing them. So if Beinder comes in and shows any sort of shot-stopping ability and keeps a few clean sheets, he yeah. could stay in. But but you even go back to the league, Onana is... Onana's the, Onana's the leader. ...tied most clean sheets in the league yeah. and he has the second best save, save, percentage. save percentage in the league so I, that's I, what I mean he had been coming into it which is why it's such a shame for him for this to have happened to him Ten I came out midweek or just even before the, the before the weekend saying he believes that Onana is the second best keeper in the league yeah well I think Onana is so also he's backing him basically I think he's also unfortunate that a United goalkeeper these days has to prepare themselves to face at least eight shots on target every game yeah because there's such a hole in midfield mm-hmm. and there's such a gap between the midfield and the defence and that I think if you're facing that many shots a game a mistake is nearly bound to happen mm. now the mistakes he's making are a bit scandalous you can't excuse any of them which is why I'm nearly reluctant to try and defend, back him by saying he has such a tough job in facing so many shots mm. But I would say that he isn't helped by the defence in front of him. And another thing is when De Gea came in and made all those mistakes, at least he had Vidic and Ferdinand in front of him. Well, you can't say Onana has a very convincing back line and midfield protecting him. Going back to the game, though, coming up at the weekend at St. James's Park, it is quite difficult to call when you take into consideration, yeah, okay, both had hard midweeks. But both had really promising performances midweek. For sure. Especially like, I look, I, look, I go to Man United, who, you know, I've watched a good bit of Man United this season. Yeah. And for the first time in a while, I thought they put together a really good performance, collectively as a team. I thought a lot of their players played well. Players such as Anthony. Yeah. I thought Anthony was very, very positive. Anthony was great. I thought Anthony was great. Garnacho has... I thought Anthony, or Garnacho was really positive. Garnacho has... It's amazing what confidence can do to yeah. a player. I thought Bruno was really good. Bruno was great as well, yeah. yeah. Bar those two fouls were cheap. Two fouls were cheap. Um, you still never expect both of them to go into the No, match. you don't, but yeah. Especially the second one. But conceding free wide. kicks in those areas to a player like Ziyech is always looking for yeah. trouble. 
But um, even even I thought Amrabat was decent. Luke, <coughs> Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw, ah, amazing. We've talked about him already. He completely transforms that team when he's in it. Thought Wambasaka was great. Yeah. Thought, thought the sub thought the substitutions Ten Hag made were a bit weird. I didn't love. I didn't love Palistri. No, especially on the left. I thought, didn't make sense. I thought Palistri for this is what I thought. Palistri for Garnacho. If if those Palistri chances toward the end had fallen to Garnacho, oh, you know you'd go out. I with think points. I think we win. We do. Absolutely. So, so I think it's a different. I think I didn't like Palistri. No, he was poor. Yeah, I didn't like it. I think, but the whole substitution I didn't like. But it. even even when you're three one up, I got three one up and bringing on Manu and taking off Hoyland in the fifty sixth minute because Hoyland was only coming back from an injury. Mm. But if you were going to take off a midfielder, it had to have been McTominay and have Manu and Amrabat sitting back because you're three one yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. See the game out. At least the two of them have a bit of. They can control the tempo at least, or they can put their foot on the ball and they can control the game. Because United needed it turned into way too helter skelter basketball game. United are three one up away from home. They had killed the atmosphere. The atmosphere was dead. They just needed to keep going, get their foot on the ball, passing it around. They don't give it away cheaply. I thought I just thought it was strange. But going back to the game, I do think I think the 90 minutes 90 plus nearly 100 minutes that those Newcastle players put in mm. will stand to them and I even think, though it was a day earlier than United yeah and I think United have Goodison Park considered as well I think they're better away from home than they are at home and I don't think they've shown in the last two games that atmosphere doesn't affect them it mm-hmm. may affect the goalkeeper yeah but it doesn't affect the team so I would very interesting silently yeah. be yeah. backing Man United to win that game, but of course that could easily end in a draw. It could easily end in a Newcastle win. I think the first first twenty minutes will be key in that yeah. game. Let me shift to this. Man City at home at the Etihad. They're taking on Ange Postecoglou's Tottenham Hotspur. Mm. I think. Do you see anything other than a home win? I think a month ago people would have been licking their lips at this game, and it would have been. Yeah, though it would have been the main talking point to this weekend a month ago, but after Spurs, their three losses on the bounce now they're they're in an injury crisis but as he, well. Here's I was only thinking on the way here, right? Since we started this podcast, when we started this podcast, yeah. Spurs were top of the league, they flying. were flying, and we we in fairness we came on and said, "This is not sustainable. It's not lasting." Yeah, no. Since this podcast, since we said all that. Spurs have not won a game. No, they've dropped, they're, they're dropped down to fifth. They're dropped down to fifth, out of top four, and this and they're playing City next at the Etihad. I think this will be an easy game for City. I, I think. think it's comfortable. Yeah, I think they'll win it quite yeah. comfortably. Spurs might put up a fight. Actually, I know. Actually, I know for a fact Spurs will put up a fight. That's the only question I have for you. City will try and be their usual calculated self. Yeah. Spurs won't. Spurs are going to be a very, very different test that Pep is not used to setting up against. Yeah, true. So Because he won't be used... Teams usually park the bus against him and sit back and they yeah. play more conservative. Yeah. Whereas you know for a fact that Postacoglu is going to come to play. Oh, without a doubt. So, so it, it, it's actually a question of how will Pep cope with... And I don't know how City will actually cope with attacking that high line. <coughs> 
because they're not used to attacking high lines like that. It they could, don't throw balls in behind. It could either be cash money for Haaland or they might have not He'll never see it. Might have a clue what to do. Yeah. Um, do. Like they have players that can unlock that defense, and Haaland with that space run into his potential for four goals. Yeah, but it's about whether they can suss out that high line, which the players City have. They should be able to. But it's interesting, and it will be. It, Promises to be entertaining. Well, it'll be intriguing. But if you're to put your critical analysis hat on, you'd have to say City should comfortably win that game. Yeah, I, I probably I I I'm I'm going. I think City will. Yeah, but it's about. I think it'll be. A, I think there'll be a period in the game where City will have to figure Spurs out. No, and, definitely, and, yeah. and they'll get a, a shock. That the, the Spurs will come out with the traps. They'll they'll go for it, even though they're playing skip and fucking. Yeah, that know, that Bentancur injury again is such a, a setback killer. It's a killer. They just don't have the quality to execute what they're doing. But I was no. so impressed with them in the first half against Villa. The last yeah, game. this like, it stunned me. If they finish them chances, that game goes so differently. So there is a. I'm not. I'm so I'm not if, like Spurs if Spurs right. get them chances, they've got. They've just got to take them. Yeah. And I loved Kulisevsky in the 10. Yeah, he was brilliant. He was really good. But then it's, you know, that... That whole Spurs team was brilliant that first half. Uh, Brian Hill was very poor. But yeah, well, I don't really... Yeah, yeah, he's poor. I I thought he had something about... I thought he was going to give me something that game and he didn't. No, actually, I had forgotten he even played. Yeah, he was very bad. Very, very bad. Will Uh, Will he play again is the question. Will he start again? He just didn't give enough, I don't think, to start again. Who else is there even? They're going. They're probably going to rock up with all the fullbacks again, are they? Probably. Dyer come yeah. in Dyer I don't think he'll bring in Dyer he'll pro- oh Jesus if he goes up against Haaland with think about it Emerson and yeah. Davies and centre half oh, duo like yeah God now we we talked about Watkins licking his lips last week Haaland has to be <laughs> Haaland has to be he's sleep he's going to have a lovely two nights sleep it, it sounds like we're both back in a home win there yeah oh definitely I don't think you can see it any other way there's Two other very important home games at the top of that table, and that's for Arsenal at home to Wolves. Yeah, and Liverpool they were brilliant during Fulham. the week. Arsenal, brilliant during the week. Yeah, very very big win against. And an, obs- an observation I made actually was, it was the first that game during the week against Lens, Lens. Yes, was the first time that their midfield three and attacking three all played, all started. So Martinelli, Jesus, Sack up front, yeah. Havertz, Rice, and Odegaard in midfield. Wow. All season. It's December now. That that won't be the starting lineup again, I'm sure. Why not? That's the, that, it's at home to Wolves. Maybe, but you're you're not going to go up against a good team like that. I think Wolves are quite a good team, to be honest. Wolves are good not, team. That, that midfield is limp enough. But that's that's Arteta's team. That's why he signed Havertz in the summer. I don't I don't like that midfield. I don't think it's so unbalanced. I don't like that midfield either, but that's what Martel has been Like you're, you're asking Rice to do a hell of a job there. Protect oh, my back for you definitely because like, Odegaard and Havertz are doing they're not gonna do it. No. But who, that's, who played Cam? Was it Odegaard box? It box? was what Arteta that's what Arteta's been going for, is the two eights. Really? Two eights kind of pushing forward on each side. So yeah. Havertz was on the left and yeah. Odegaard was on the right. But it's It worked it's, really well. It did work really well. Should have won six nil. Yeah. And they had six different scores. Wow. Havertz scored, Odegaard scored, Jesus, Saka, Martinelli. Or no, Sa- Jesus didn't score. Or did he? I thought 
thought he did. I know Jorginho scored a penalty. Okay. Actually, Jesus did score. And what do you what do you think? Do you give Wolves any hope there? Um, no, I've I've been very complimentary of Wolves this season, mm. and I've liked them, and I think Gary O'Neill's done a great job. Yeah, but I've I have actually been spreading a lot of Arsenal propaganda these last couple yeah. of weeks. Really like them. Really, really like them. I think they've been scrappy think, enough this season. I you think know. they're coming into it right when they need to come into it. Yeah, and I'd make that they've had so many injuries. Like they're attacking their first choice front three has started twice. Yeah. In thirteen games this season. But the only thing I say about that is their backups who I mean by backup is Trossard. Trossard. And and There's not a huge gap between them. No, they're they're playing great as well. They but are. you can't deny that the secret to how it's, good it's, Arsenal were last season was that front three. Yeah, but it's not like you're dropping Haaland for Enketia. It's no. Jesus for Enketia. But Jesus was so much for that them two boys on the wing. Yeah. He mightn't score, but he links everything yeah, together. Yeah, he does. And Enketia is a completely different profile of player. Yeah, he is. And Martinelli and Saka have missed him. You can see that in the way they're trying to link up with him. Yeah, I think I think Arsenal are going to be But I okay. think they're, I really do think they're coming into it at the right time. I don't think... Okay. Like last season, they flew out the blocks and they were running away with it. Yeah. Whereas now, they've the best... They've definitely changed how they play. They've the best defence in the league. Yeah. And... They're finally getting their players back. Like Odegaard's back now. The front three is back. Havertz has got two goals in two games. I'm still jury. Of course, I yes, think jury's out on Havertz still, but you can only judge him on his last game. Really? No, I can judge him on the season so far. Yeah, but you have to judge him. Like, you have to give players benefit of the doubt at the end of the day. Like, Havertz is coming into a team. Now, I didn't watch him against Lons. I watched him, I watched him come on and get the winner against um, Brentford. Mm. And I thought he played poor. So I can say that. Yeah, you can. He scored the winner. Fair enough. But I thought he was shite. He's been poor. He has been. But he, it's a striker coming in trying to play centre field. Easiest. Who knows? He's a left back for his national team now. Yeah, that's a strange one. Who knows what he is? No one knows. I don't know. Is he destined for the football pitch at all at these days? There's no doubt he has talent, but oh, he is something. It's just about getting getting it over. Yeah. Arteta seems adamant to get over. Yeah. Really likes him. Like you can even see in the. The interviews, he's always praising him and mm. at the end of the game against Brentford he was grabbing yeah. him and pulling him over towards the away fans. So it is, but I do think, I think Arsenal's an interesting one and they're definitely one to keep an eye on. Arsenal, looking like we think they'll get over the line at Wolves. I think so, yeah. What do you think about Liverpool? Will they get the, will they get the home wheel against Fulham? Should Fulham do. who bet Wolves the last day. Controversially, but yeah, they did win. Yeah, Fulham have been poor this they season have. they've been bad and Liverpool have been good and they're good at home yeah. full of goals and Fulham's defence looks leaky yeah I don't see much other than the way of Liverpool yeah. win there the only thing is they're without Alisson ooh Kelleher and goals Kelleher and goal yeah that's Which, something yeah and even that's, though Alisson had a disaster the last day he did he was, he was bad the last day but he makes so many saves for them, but I don't think in this game they'll miss him particularly. No, I don't. But going, depending how long he's what out. What happened, for, Alison? Was it? Do you remember at the end of the game he was going? Do you remember towards the end of the game he was just about trying to get over the line? I think it was hamstring. Oh, right. he was down. Yeah, and he yeah, was stretching yeah, yeah. it, and he's so he's definitely out of this game. Definitely out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very interesting. But yeah, so we think. How do you how do you see Liverpool this season? Like, do you, do you actually? Give I don't them think they're. I don't. I've winning the league. Yeah. No, I don't. I think the league is between City and Arsenal. Do you? Yeah, I think Arsenal are too much better than are a good bit better than Liverpool, and I think City are a good bit better than Liverpool. Yeah, yeah but you, you talk about judging 
teams and players off what you've seen this season would you not say that Liverpool have been better than Arsenal this season no 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 why Um, I think Arsenal have dug out wins better than Liverpool I think there's some games I felt Liverpool were just re- really showed me nothing the Luton game sticks out of my head mm. Uh, I think the Arsenal midfield is much more gelled than Liverpool's in terms of used to playing together, even without take Havertz out of it, I think even with the injury of Party, I think they're better. Um, the only thing I I think Arsenal are streets ahead defensively, to Liverpool. The only thing that Liverpool have is is, is they have a lot of firepower up front, yeah. and they do that. And they've Salah, they've Salah. Like I think put Salah in Arsenal, and they can. That definitely win the league. Arsenal are so missing that. They're so missing a superstar. Yeah. Like I know Saka is really good. Saka doesn't at times. Saka doesn't strike me as a superstar. He's not. He just he will not drag them out of the depths. No. When he needs them all the time. No. It's like there's so much potential there. Like Saka is brilliant. Martinelli mm. is brilliant. If they had, if they had a bit more, or, or even if they had a superstar left, like I do think. Like imagine Mbappe and Arsenal on that left hand side yeah, and you had Jesus and Saka. Odegaard in behind, Rice, maybe another midfielder in there. But no, I think they've got to make a big signing up front. Like who, who like do you th- do you think Liverpool will finish harder than Arsenal? I don't know. I find that title race quite interesting this yeah. season. I find them If th- City don't stroll. I find them three teams. Very, very interesting mm. and hard to call because n- I don't think any of them, City included, I don't think any of them are the complete package right now. I think mm. they're all still trying to gel properly. And like, I think everyone is quick to say, oh, City will be poor up until March and then they'll get, they'll pick up their run of form. But if you think back to City over the last few years, who was in that period between March and the end of the season, who was always the big player? That led them and came up with the big goals. Gundogan. He's not there. Yeah. I think that'll be a big loss for them. Because yeah. where are those goals going to come from? He scored so many He's big so goals. so many. Even think down to the end of the season yeah. last game. Even the FA Cup final, I remember, he scored two. He was the two goals that won them the game. Yeah. He always popped up with a goal and he was so intelligent. Now, Bernardo Silva has done really He's well. He's not a goal scorer, Bernardo Silva. That's what I mean. It's where those goals are going to come It's where those big goals are going to come from. He could I, be a huge miss. I think he will. And it's, it's just, I find, I think it's people writing that title off already and saying that City are just going to come back in March. Like, I've been thinking, because I've said it, I've been like, oh, sure, it'll come to March and City will run away with it. But I've been thinking about it more in the last week. Mm. I've just thought, I think this title race will gather speed. And I think it will, I think there's a real chance it goes to the wire. Mm. And I think Liverpool and Arsenal, both of them, have all the minerals to bring them to the wire and then in the summer strengthen more and I think next season will be really really good unless City go out and strengthen even more which they probably will it, next summer is so important for Liverpool and Arsenal and for a lot of teams like even the likes of teams. United they're, like, they're only six points behind uh, the last summer was so important for United. It was all oh, last and summer. Like if you think it. about where United could have been if they had a better summer than they did, they could really be up there as well. They really could be fighting, but they're not. And rightly so. Summer wasn't good enough. No, but no, I think 
Liverpool and Arsenal definitely don't rule them out because I think that both of them have courage and heart and passion as well, which will get them a good distance away. And they've they've got good home home support. Let me shift to the other side of the table. We have big weekend down there as it well. It is. It's the biggest. It, it's the two worst teams in the league playing against each other. Yeah. It's Burnley at home to Sheffield United. Believe it or not, <coughs> fancy Burnley. Yeah. For this game. Yeah. I think it's going to be their win that they've been looking for. I I don't. Yeah, I think this is not that it's not that it would be hugely impressive if they did. I think this is the kickstart. I think this game is the kickstart. I hope for your sake it is because it is. I've been talking a lot of shit about Burnley. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to. They won't be relegated this season. I think this is their kickstarter game. I think they're going to find their goals. I think their forward players are going to get their confidence, and they're going to kick on. I think they'll win. I think they'll win. Because Sheffield were so poor last weekend. Mm-hmm. No, but, I where, but whether do. they kick on or not is another question. I really, I really fancy, uh, but but it's a huge game for both. Of them. I mean, like, yeah, do you think is. do you think a manager is in trouble of either either the losers here? Yeah, maybe. Like, do you think if Sheffield come out with three points, there, do you think companies in trouble? You maybe, would have to think maybe so. not yet. I don't Jesus, know. they're in trouble. We're very strange. We've gotten to December and there's been no sackings. Very, very weird. Like uh, very unlikely. Normally there's two or three by now. Yeah. I don't know that that game. Maybe actually, Heckenbottom could be in trouble, but I'm not sure how much more anyone can do with that Sheffield. I know. It's really poor. It it seems like a nearly too weird a season down at the bottom that there's just three poor teams. Yeah. Even though Luton have picked up a few Luton, points. Luton are showing a bit of Bournemouth bit are, of fight. Bournemouth too. Yeah, Bournemouth are gathering speed. <coughs> Bournemouth are gathering a bit of pace. They're on yeah. two wins in the last two now and they were up against Newcastle and they were in a way a game against relegation rivals. So they've more than proved themselves in these last two games. So I think Bournemouth, when the way you talk about Burnley so confidently is the way I would talk about Bournemouth. So right, okay. Bournemouth, there's no doubt when you look at the two teams on paper, Bournemouth's team is far stronger. It's stronger. The manager. I don't think you've seen the best of this Burnley team in the Premier League. No, you haven't. But actually, maybe you have because they're playing well and they can't score. Like, that's my biggest argument for Burnley right now. I think they play good. They show fight, they show heart. Yeah. There's no goals. And even giving up those two goals at West against West Ham last weekend yeah. were so cheap as well. So cheap. It's exactly what you we we bought we actually both called it mid game. We said West Ham will sting them here a corner, Suchek. Yeah. We actually said Suchek. Yeah. And it's exactly what happened. Suchek got the winner that day. I it's just They're naive. But they're naive and they can't score goals. I I don't see how they stay up. Really, I'm near. I'm near. I'm nearly getting tired of, of, trying to, salvage a point for Burnley. They're not good enough at all. At I'm, least, at least Luton show a bit of doggedness and yeah. resilience. Tight. And I like their manager too. Luton. Don't, don't know much about him. No, he seems well set up. Like yeah, he does he have them well set up. Caused Liverpool issues. Yeah, caused United. You know, thought they were quite. Hard he's to play caused against. every team issues that he's gone to. Yeah, no team has had it easy against them. No, and in this league, that's the best that's way to go biggest, about it when yeah. you come up. Just make it you hard. Come up the You'll first season. Points. Come up the first season. Get through it. Slug it out. Dog it out. Then you can build. Yeah, and turn into the team you want them to be. I think there's been enough proof in the pudding that you can't come up in the in this league and just play your way through it because mm. your team isn't strong enough. 
Another incredibly interesting game is Chelsea at Stamford Bridge to Brighton. Yeah. What do you think of that? I actually don't know, even know where to start. What do you think of that? I it could go either way. It depends on which team of each shows up. I think Chelsea will win. I think Brighton will win. Brighton have got their first win since September last week. Yeah. <coughs> they didn't run away with it. No. And Forrest have not lit the league up this year. Cooper's under pressure right. at the minute. And they just about scraped through it. I'm go- Cooper is... Well, let me go back now. Nottingham Forest have been really, really good this season. Cooper is under zero pressure. And Cooper, I've read reports, Cooper's under pressure. Whoever wrote them are shit. There's not a, not a problem with Cooper. They're playing great. They're 15th. They're fine. They're absolutely fine. They're a mile away from Three them. losses in the last four. No problem. They're, my, they're fine. Nottingham Forest is playing well. I'm going to give you some stats now, like you hit me with some there. Chelsea in 2023, remember, 1st of December today. Yeah. Chelsea in 2023. Do you know how many wins their fans have witnessed in the um, Premier League? Probably like three. Eight wins. In so the much. entire calendar year. Yeah. Imagine you, New Year's Day, thinking your team, you're going to watch them win eight Prem games that year. Haven't spent almost a billion in yeah. two transfer windows. Uh, look, I can't, I'm the first person not to defend Chelsea. Like the way Chelsea's ran and the business they do, it's not sustainable and it's not good for the for them or the league the way they're going about their business. But I like Pochettino. I like Pochettino too. And I don't know why, I just think Chelsea win. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I don't know like Brighton just haven't Brighton haven't been that good and they have a good few injuries and they're without their captain Brighton have attacked well though both teams without their captain actually this game yeah but Brighton <coughs> Brighton have attacked well I felt yeah. in the last while and there's goals in the Brighton team and Chelsea can be got at with goals they can leak yeah. however Chelsea have a really hard time because Brighton's weakness is their defence and how open they leave it. And Chelsea have a really hard time capitalising on weak defences. Mm. Look at Spurs down to nine men. Yeah. They couldn't crack that code for half an hour. I really think that's... It's one of my picks. Surprise, which I'm going into. We're going into after this. I'm going yeah. into my picks. I'll is start it, with that. It, it is it is Brighton to take the win at Stamford Bridge. A win for Brighton would be damaging for Very. Pochettino. Very. And, and it was already damaging last week for Pochettino. Yeah. That was they were poor last weekend. Mm-hmm. They let it all go. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I really fancy Brighton there. I have to say, I think I, I for the exact reason I just said. I think Brighton are a good goal scoring team. Chelsea leak goals, and Chelsea are very very poor at capitalizing against teams with poor defenses. They mirror their opposition. Yeah. Well, if they mirror the opposition, but they don't finish as well as them. Do you know what I mean? Bro, I can't, say, I can't say Brighton finish fantastically either. I think they're a good attacking team. Yeah, they create the chances. But they, like if they were able to put away the chances as good, they'd have more than one win since September. They leak. I know what you're saying, but they leak. I know. I really think they leak. It's it's interesting. It's a good way. game. It is a good game. I have to say. I do think it could go either way. But I feel like Chelsea have to kick on at some they stage. Have to. I feel oh, like I said, oh, we said this last season though 
you dare <coughs> like maybe just the way Bowley has come in and the way he's you look operated. at the team you look at the team and you think this team has to have more do you though yeah like do you definitely I go through that team and I, I do not have enough evidence I do not have enough evidence that that team is better than mid-table I'm and talk, I'm going to talk I'm talking about on paper though no no on paper on paper I'm going to go through it right on paper that midfield is one of the best in the league right listen Sanchez in goal there's nothing that tells me he's any better than mid-table fair there's nothing yeah Barry Ashiel Colwell these guys there's nothing Thiago Silva at 39 they're no better than mid-table Premier League none of them there's nothing there's nothing they've told me yet I'm not saying I have watched him I said they're geez, he looks good or he's had a good game here I'm saying concrete evidence over a sustained period of time that they're good enough to challenge there, there's nothing telling me in evidence that they're more than mid-table team now the midfield Enzo right I'm going to start with Enzo by the way I love Enzo I test I love watching Enzo I think he's fantastic he had a, a good World Cup a really good World Cup okay I need a good season with Benfica I need a good season with Benfica okay as did Darwin Nunes alongside him again no concrete evidence no concrete evidence that he can carry a team to, to, to win a Premier League in the midfield especially where he's played I'd much prefer him in the 10 higher up especially where he's played more box to box Caicedo again he was Brighton I really like Caicedo as well okay, on paper I think this midfield really could work if they all work just don't have the evidence yet they just don't have the evidence yet it's the same as McAllister at Liverpool putting a 6 it's the same but McAllister looks up front and he has this crazy firepower looks behind him sees Van Dijk and Trent and Allison. it's these mid, this midfield is not looking forward and seeing that or looking behind them and seeing that. Yeah. They're looking forward and seeing Mudrick, no evidence. Nick, Nick, Nicholas Jackson, no evidence that he's any way of a top six club striker. Yeah. Sterling does. Sterling is one that does. Yeah. But even he's really hot and cold. Sometimes it doesn't look like he's arse and then sometimes he looks savage. Yeah. There's not enough evidence in that team. Conor Gallagher alongside those two boys, which, which in my opinion, 70% of the time makes them look, he looks better than them. Which is worrying. Yeah. <coughs> so, that midfield needs to look forward. Like, I'm just comparing it to Liverpool. Yeah. That Liverpool midfield is, is, is new. But they look forward and they're looking at Salah, one of the best players in the world in the past half a decade. They're seeing Jota, who's been scoring goals. He's just one of those type of players. They're seeing Luis Diaz who's come in and lit the league on fire when he's been fit. They look behind him and see Trent, Van Dijk, Robertson when he's fit, Alisson. They're seeing leadership all around them. You put this very, very talented Chelsea midfield of Caicedo and Enzo in there with Gallagher. They're looking forward. They're looking at Jackson Fluff. They're looking at Mudrick. They're looking at... I think Kunku could really, really, really help. Yeah. But they're Cole looking Palmer behind as well. He's good. Cole Palmer too. But no, but I do get do you see I do where get I'm coming from. saying about that. Like, you're saying, I, I'm, I'm waiting for this Chelsea team to kick on. They have to look at them on paper. And when I, when I look at them on paper... There isn't, that doesn't mean they can't. Mm. There isn't the backlog of evidence that these guys can consistently perform at the highest level. Yeah, it's potential. It's all potential and it's all, if well, they've, and shown, they've shown it here for, like again, the Enzo's shown it in this tournament as James did not so long ago. Or Caicedo shown it this, this last season at, at Brighton to get them wherever Brighton finished. Was it eighth? Sixth. 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 Okay. They're in your alongside, league, like. alongside McAllister. Yeah. So no, I mean, look, I do, I do hear what you're saying. I do hear what you're saying. Cole Palmer. 
I love how he looks. Yeah, yeah. I lo- I think he's played brilliant. Has he eight games for City coming on? Yeah. That's his evidence. Yeah. Again, for 60, what was he, 45 mil? Yeah. Again, for 45 million, you, you think you'd get more evidence. They're not signing. And like, even when I look at teams that have been performing quite poorly, like go to go to a Newcastle. There's a good good bit more evidence in that team. Even look at the, like their Trippier at the right. You're looking up there with Isaac. Callum Wilson has done it wherever he's went. He scored goals. Even those type of players. Even go to United. Bruno's done it in for how long now? Yeah. Rashford's been okay. He can be hot and cold, no doubt. But he's also when he's hot, he's shown what he can do. Varane, who can't even get a game at the minute. There's that's outrageous amount of evidence. Even Onana, who's having a mare. Has has more evidence than Sanchez. Yeah. Much more, much more evidence than Sanchez. Yeah. Even when you look back, Casemiro, who, who's who's injured at the minute, even Christian Eriksen. These players aren't even. But Chelsea don't even have like an Eriksen, who can come. They had a Jorginho who they let go. Just players who can. Yeah, even the likes enough. of Mount Mount and Havertz. At least they had some sort of credit built. They've up. done it. They've done it. They've they've been in. Yeah, yeah. Let go of Mendy and the let go of. Do you know what I mean? Koulibaly they let go of a lot of experience they really went to, yeah they let but go of an that's lot. been that was Bowley's thing when he came in he wants to buy the best young talent in the world yeah. and it was the very very same with him picking what manager to go with the very very same evidence wasn't there for Potter at that level yeah. it wasn't there and look what happened to him yeah that's why I think Pochettino is the best is the without most, a doubt I think Pochettino is the most important figure in that Chelsea team yeah because as you say Pochettino must be the only person in that team with the evidence that you're talking about he is. but 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 I go back to no but well, no, no no let me go back he couldn't win a league with PSG but I'm not talking about winning leagues here I'm talking about the job that Pochettino has which is to bring this young yeah. crop of unproven players yeah. to, to, to to that to, level yeah where yeah. they are reckoned okay they're consistent top four yeah they're can well, I get think the win. Want to win? Just generally, been the way they do. But, but I think never won. But f- to get to Chelsea, wanted to win. Chelsea yeah. need to get to a position where they can win. Yeah, and I think Pochettino will get them to a position where I they agree. can win. No, I agree. Then Bowley can go right. Now we get in somebody that yeah. we know is going to get us the titles. Yeah. Going to get us cups. Going to get us leagues. Yeah. But for the job Pochettino was brought in to do, you compare that Spurs team he had. Yeah. Kane, no evidence. Delhi, no evidence. Ericsson came from Ajax. Yeah. Dembele, all these players: Kyle Walker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Rose, <coughs> Vertonghen, Alderweireld. Yeah, no, they hadn't. And he brought them up there. Yeah. And all them players now, they all have pedigree now. Yeah, they do. And he grew all of them. Yeah. That's why I look at Chelsea, I look at Pochettino, and I say, he's done it at Spurs. He should. He is, and he did it at Southampton. Think of all the players he brought it at Southampton and gave them pedigree. Yeah. He can do that, but he needs to start somewhere. That needs to start somewhere. It could be the turn of the new year, could be Sunday against Brighton. Yeah, but it has to happen. Yeah, because I think he's too good a coach with a young crop of players like that. I think he suits that. I mean, you're after water my mouth for this game on. Yeah, it's on, big now. Oh, let's see which way it goes. But that's my first pick: is Brighton to get the points away at Chelsea? Okay, where are the rest? Come on, I'm going. I am going Burnley taking three points all off of Sheffield United. Yeah. And Hagen Button getting the sack. 
and Hickenbottom yeah. getting the sack, so should we may as well throw it into the bit while they're at? Yeah, throw it as well. Throw the whole lot in. Okay. That's that's that I think Burnley are gonna I'm here I'm here for the Burnley win. And I think Burnley will win by more than two. Oh. Two or more. I'm 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 really putting it out there. This is the this is the day. This is the day Burnley announced themselves to the Barclays. Great. I hope they have someone ready to score some goals. They don't need it. They're playing Sheffield. Watch. I'm not I'm I'm done getting pressed about Burnley, right. so let's <coughs> let's keep moving. I think you're gonna hate my last pick. My last pick is Manchester United to get all three points away at Newcastle. I don't hate that. I think and, it's risky. And it's risky, but it's the whole the, the reason why I'm going with that is because for the first time this season I liked what I saw on Wednesday. I thought I thought United played. Forget results. Yeah. Because United's results, in my opinion, have flattered them this season. They're for higher sure. than they should be. They're higher absolutely. than they should be. Absolutely. They played really good. They did. They played really good. I thought a lot of their players had really good games. Mm. I think Kavi is huge. He has to start. Again, when he came on, he was ridiculous. He has to start. I mean, if he starts, he can actually, I think, he has the balls to mm. put it up against a Bruno Guimaraes. He does. To actually go up against him. Yeah. Which we really, United really need. I haven't seen, this might sound a bit reactionary. Mm. I haven't seen a more comfortable. No. 18-year-old just stroll into this league. Yeah. In midfield. In midfield. And just control everything with his chest out and go, I am the man. He is so good at... He, he made it. When you, when you think of yourself as what I want to be as a football player, yeah. he is everything. He made a tackle the other night against Galatasaray, right? And it wasn't just an erratic slide tackle like you'd see from a Casemiro. You'd see... he. <coughs> this was a tackle... Where he, he wanted those tackles, he slid in, he put his foot over the ball and scooped the ball off the player. Perfect tackle. But then there was another opposition player coming in and ready to get it off him. I think it might have been Dries Mertens or someone like that. And he scooped it over yeah. his leg. No, I do and remember that. When I saw that, I sat back and I said, he's 18 in the Champions League at 3-2, I think it was at the time, to United. Yeah. Being asked to come into this atmosphere and just protect. And this is why he's doing it. Remember, his job is to protect. Mm. And this is how he's doing it. I just said this is unbelievable. I think I like I agree with you. I think he's going to start um tomorrow. Yeah. <coughs> he absolutely should. He is so important to that United midfield. He gives them something that they've been desperate for. Yeah. For years. And they've been spending money on for years and yeah. they know. Yeah. He was coming up. So that's they're they're my three picks. So it is Brighton, it is Burnley, it is Manchester United. And guys, that's our preview. Yeah. That is our preview. Thank you so much again for listening and have an amazing Premier League weekend. Looking forward to it.